from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Aaron. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, storytelling, and collaborative world-building podcast where each week, Jeff and I... We hit the, we get the great outdoors. Mm-hmm. We sit, you know, we get in some fishing. Oh. We get some grilling in. My question for you is, do you enjoy fishing? I am not a fishing person. I'll be honest. Okay, that's fine. I've given it a shot, particularly because, uh, peeling back the curtain a little bit, I've just come from a week-long camping trip. Mm. Not a fishing guy. I've given it, I've been trying to be a fishing guy for about my entire life, because my family is a big fishing family. Yeah. Just not for me. Why, though? Like, is it because you don't catch anything, or, like, the actual act of not throwing it back? It's, it's for me, it is partially that I don't catch anything and partially that it is, it is a, an activity that is predicated on long periods of doing as little as possible. It's true. It is, I get it is the chillest crazy. activity. I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I get, I get antsy. Something about it just puts me at ease where like, I'm just kind of, cause I space out. That's my biggest joy in this world. I just enjoy looking at like a body of, have you ever done it on the ocean? I have done it. I was going to say out on not on international waters, but I don't think that you have fished on inner. I don't think that's the the ocean that you're referring I'm to. I'm simply thinking of like where the <laughs> out out on international. I went fishing where everything is legal. <laughs> yeah, I used dynamite to catch a barracuda. No, I'm talking about like my my feet were in the water. Like I was like knee high throwing out the line. I have been in, I have been on my father's like ocean boat oh, and that's been out in the sick. ocean that way. My God, I've never done that. That sounds baller. It's pretty. It's there. There's stuff that I like about it. I like. Here's what I like about fishing. I like going on a boat and just because like we went for boat rides when we were camping where we just kind of like drove the boat around. Yeah. And I just kind of sat there in the sun with a beer and the ocean or like the it was a lake, but like the lake the lake spray. And just kind of relaxed and spaced out. I liked that. Yeah. It just was there was something about adding an activity to that has uh, never like. I feel fit that there is me. a certain I, expectation in that in that regard of like fishing. Like you go to you do it to catch a fish, not to like chill. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. So anyway, now that we've talked extensively about fishing, do we have a prompt this week? We do have a prompt this week. Prompt this week was given this to us from uh and the meltdown. Oh, that's James Molloy from Stop Hack and Roll. Yes, it is James Molloy from Stop Hack and Roll, a podcast you should check out. It's a good podcast. James Molloy sent us a bot from Twitter called Paint Names Bot, where it randomly generates a, a color of paint with a name. And this paint's name is Bural Smazoni. Bural Smazoni. So that's our person's name. All right, that's our person's name. And I'm going to throw something at you immediately. All right, throw it. Throw away. This comes from Paint Names Bot. This comes from a bot that gives us names of paint. Yeah. This person is an artist or craftsman or a a creator of great works of art. Can I can I give a twist on that already? Yes. Can they be the person that crafts the paint that people make the art with? Oh, I love that. I love 
I love that. And there's got to be some magic to the oh, paint, right? This is someone who like, you know, the uh, the eyedropper tool and like MS Paint or I guess Photoshop. Yeah. I've never used it. This is someone I think who can pull a color from anything and recreate it. Oh, I, okay. I'm going to throw you a pitch off of that. This is sick. Are we, are we good at this? Off of that. <laughs> yeah, go uh, ahead. They, they don't pull colors from nature. Ooh. They pull colors from memory. Oh, okay. So is it like a synesthesia type thing where it's like my childhood felt really green and like I felt really yeah. at ease and serene? You tell them about like your first kiss and they like whip up a thing of paint. Like they close their eyes and they whip up a thing of paint and they hand it to you wow. in like a jar. And it's like you look at it and it's the color of your first kiss. And that like captures the essence of it. Like it it brings you back in the way that like smells can take you back. Yeah. This paint like sends you there. And like so and, and so artists come to Bureau with like specific memories or themes or an idea that they want to convey. Ooh. Do we roll? Do we have pronouns? Do we roll for them? We already come up no, with them. What are we doing? We have not. Let's do that. Give right me your roll for pronouns. D6. One, he. So uh, they come to him. People come to him with like ideas, right? Yes. It's, and it's some of it, sometimes it's, oh, I really want to remember that first family camping trip where we all just kind of sat in a tent and there for a moment we were cut off from big city life. Yeah. Or they come to him with, like, I want to tell a story about, like, real loss, right? Like, I want to I want to convey the universal nature of, like, loving someone deeply and losing them. And he kind of, like, closes his eyes and he takes different, like, herbs and minerals and he just stirs them together and gives you a jar of paint. And he's like, make this your primary, make this the primary color of your painting. Okay. So something interesting that you just said was that he uh, he takes herbs and stuff. Yeah. So I'm right. going to go ahead and say that he is an alchemist because our fantasy sure. alchemists yep. are like, there are people who they are like foragers, essentially. Yeah, So I love does that. he forage one specific plant or all specific, like just plants? I like all plants. I like that he, I like that he is a, a, I'm not going to say he's a wanderer because I, I want to, we have a lot of wanderers we and do. I like him being in one place. Yes. I like him being a guy that you have to seek out. Yes. I like You have to come yeah. to him. Because that means that Bureau Smazoni, uh, what do we want to say? Does he live in like a forest where there's a lot of plants or does he live in a place where there's not a lot of plants and he makes the best from what he has? Where it's like rare ingredients. Like if you lived in like dragon, there's volcanoes everywhere and like lava fl- lava plumes, you know. But he knows how to use those ingredients. Is it that, or is it just like he lives in a forest and he forages plants? I'm gonna throw you out a wild idea. Okay. He lives in a place where there are no plants. Oh fuck! Like on the side of a cliff or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No, his house is literally like on a mountain. Like. It's dangerous yeah. to get there. Yeah, it's difficult to get there, and people have to, like, risk it all to get, like, an audience with Burel Smazzoni? Burel Smazzoni. Burel Smazzoni. Yeah, people have to risk everything, their life and limb, to get to Burel and have an audience with him. But if you do that, you are going to have, like, an experience. You're going to come away with a treasure that, like will inspire your great masterpiece. And you have to carry the fucking bucket of paint back the way you came. 
It's all, it's always a bucket. It's not like a jar. It's like a fucking steel pail with handles, and you gotta get that shit back down the mountain. It may be the most miserable experience. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's worth it. If you're a real paint lover, you know, if you really want that captured, that essence, you gotta work for it. There's oh I'm really into this I love the magic of it and the mystery of it it's I'm I'm liking Bureau a whole lot can I can I ask you something you can say no do yes, you have to me. give him something of yours that he mixes because it's like your paint this is like your life so if like I gave him like my pop filter and was like give me the feeling of when I first edited episode zero here's my pop filter and he mix grinds it up mixes it with like herbs and it paints my walls like poop green. You know, is is that it? Or is it just like he just takes it from nature? I like having to I like having to uh to give him something. Like I'm not thinking like a cost, like, you know, give me, you know, the necklace of your first love. I sure. literally think it's like give me something of yours, cause I can't just pull from fucking nothing. Here's what you have to give him. And here's how it works. He does not accept money. He does not accept any form of payment. You have to bring him something i like something of yours i think you have to bring him yeah just something something that you're like he can destroy in creating like his paint yeah and you have to bring him an extreme a rare flower or herb or plant or substance from where you from where you are from Ooh, and have to share with him like the story of this rare plant oh fuck and and the the tr- the trick is it doesn't have to be rare. He'll take any plant, but he wants to hear the story that you tell him. You know what I mean? He'll accept any plant. He's like, bring me something that's rare and means a lot to you. And when you're like, this is uh, clover from my first backyard, Mr. Bureau Smazoni, and I want to capture my first treehouse. He would have just taken it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be rare, but he wants to know that it means something to you. And he wants the story because he is lonely. Combining the two ideas, I like that, like, the plant has to mean something to you, and but you have to bring him enough of it both for your paint and to, like, store in the pantry, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so he keeps it. He keeps some for himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. takes some and he makes it, and that's where, like, the magic comes from, is he is surrounded by not just plants, but, like, plants that meant something to someone at some time, right? Like, I bring you a pot of daisies that... I bring you a pot of daisies that I planted when I first invested when I when I made my first million on the crypto market. <laughs> Fuck. I give you this pot of daisies, right? Yes. He takes one of them, grinds it up and through like some magic taking some herbs that he has in the back room, whips it into this beautiful like this beautiful paint with the perfect color of that sweet sweet crypto coin. I love it. I dig it. And then, like, the rest of the pot, like, the other half a dozen daisies just sit in the back room. They're just there. And then when someone else comes with a story, he goes, oh, I know. This, a little bit, a little bit of crypto daisy is just what this, what this memory calls for. Okay. So I love that he has this, like, warehouse of memory paints, right? Mm-hmm. So my question, of course, is why is he doing this? Is it just because he can and he's nice or is he searching for something? Is it like, oh, he, the skill was passed down to him and he's trying to figure out like, because if you can have the essence, you know, if he understands the essence of a memory, right? Mm-hmm. 
Bureau Smazoni then like if if okay, for example, if I gave to like a friend the paint color of like my first podcast episode and they look at it on a wall, will they feel what I felt in that moment? You know what I mean? How you're like moved by a painting? Does that transfer when like somebody else looks at it? I think that's the, yes, I think absolutely, like absolutely yes. Unequivocally, I think that's the magic of it is like anyone can look at this like specific color of blue. Yes. And remember the moment that like they were broken up with. So what I'm getting from that is the idea of like why this is happening is he's looking for something that'll either remind him of who he is or who like a relative was or a lost love. Like he's trying to get something back by capturing this memory because he could just be like a nice guy who lives on a mountain. But like that ain't a quest. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there's there's a piece of AMFC lore that, that you've brought up that I think that like you kind of just hit on. I think you hit on it a little bit. Yes. And I hope I hope you're I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. We've talked about Beast Folk. Let's before. go. Good. Let's go. <laughs> I knew it. Um, so we talked about Beast Folk being like eternally long lived, right? Yes. So so long lived that they forget things and they eventually forget entire lives. Yeah, like you, if you're not reminded of who you are, like you will forget and start mm-hmm. again. It's dark. <laughs> and so I really love the idea that this this guy has forgotten. S- and maybe that's where the magic comes from, right? Mm. Is that he has lived so long and forgotten so much that, like, there's some part in the back of his mind that can perfectly conjure up what that, like, can perfectly recollect just whatever you're describing. And he, ha- and he, and he chant, like, through doing this, he rediscovers all of those experiences in his own life. Ooh. Okay, so he can remember who he was. Or does he? Does he not? Is he just like, I don't think he's some like blank slate on the top of a mountain. You bring him something like, oh, Bureau Smazoni, please help me get my memory back. And he's like, it is done. You know, and it's it's painted. No, on I don't think I think I like that. He he remembers, I think, like he remembers the big picture. Right. OK. Like he remembers where he was when he was 25. OK. In the way that, like, let me let me kind of illustrate to you, I think, how, like, what, like, the specifics of his memory. Yeah, what you thinking? Where were you when you were 23? Oh, God. Like, um, what were you doing when you were 23? What was it? Just, like, I graduated college in 2010, so 2003. Oh, God. Uh, I think I was, like, I had just, I was doing a musical in Philly. Okay. Where were you July 2nd, 2010 at 4.13 p.m.? Wow. That is kind of how I'm picturing, like, that is what I'm picturing he remembers and doesn't remember. Okay, so he has snapshots. He can tell you, like, oh, yeah, yeah, 150 years ago, I was, like, uh, I think I was in the army. I think I was work. I think I was fighting with Arthur. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> but he can't remember anything else, like, detail, like, there are just gaps in the movie. It's just there are the details. If you asked him about a particular day or a particular moment, he's like, I don't remember. I was... I was in the army. We did army stuff. But then, like, in working with this paint, right, Mm -hmm. if you bring to him, like, the red rose that your true love gave you the day that you graduated from basic training and became a full-fledged soldier, he can grind it and, like, combine some things with it. And then as he's doing that, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember the the day that I was, like, knighted. 
I remember that day. It was a Tuesday. Okay, so in this process, it's helping other people, but also helping himself remember his own past. Yeah, the details of it. Because, like, he can tell you where he was. Yeah. I can tell you I was in the army. I can tell you I spent some time traveling. You know, I... I I dated a few people, I had a few boyfriends, a few girlfriends. Damn if I remember how the relationships went. Mm. But if I grind up the if I like if I make a tea with the right flowers and I drain it and I use those petals to like craft a a beautiful watercolor brick, mm-hmm. then yeah, I can remember the first time that like the first time I took my boyfriend out for for pastries, it was this beautiful Iron Hill Bakery. They made the most delicious lemon tarts. And, like, it's this thing that, like, it brings back specific moments yeah. that he only sees in a broad tapestry. I love it. Can I give you a detail about this broad tapestry? Yes. So he gives you the bucket of paint, right? And he keeps one for himself. The mountain that he lives on, Jeff, one side of it is just completely painted with just streaks of each of the paint. So it's this beautiful painted mountain that's like a mosaic of like thousands of colors. And one of each of like the samples that he's made. It's just called the Great Painted Mountains, yeah? The Great Painted Mountain. It's so, and it's just this beautiful thing. And that's why he lives, because I'm trying to forget of like, why does he live there? Why is he in the seclusion? I love that. I think it's because he has this big giant canvas. It's, it's his master, it's his masterpiece. He has spent, he has spent generations just painting it one stroke at a time, like one beautiful brushstroke. And it's like the tapestry of his life eventually will be told when he's done. When there's no more room, he'll be look at it, he'll stand back, a ways back, and be like, there it is. There's Burel Smazzoni. I'd like to add a detail about the Great Painted Mountain. Please do. That no one is aware of but Burel Smazzoni. And that is that the Great Painted Mountain, we've said that he has a big warehouse. Yes. What I'm picturing is a massive winding labyrinth of tunnels just full of hundreds of plants. No one knows how deep these tunnels go, and he just kind of wanders. You could bring him a flower. Mm -hmm. He just kind of wanders back into a cave, and, like, everyone knows, everyone that seeks him out, like, the common wisdom is, you just gotta wait. I love it. And he just wanders through this possibly endless cave complex. And then comes out with like six flowers and is like, I can make, I can make this paint. I have to ask you, what kind of animal is he? Let's find out, baby. We have a table. I forgot. I was trying to think of like, what's an animal that like paints, but fuck it. Let's roll. Let's roll. Wait, are you using Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. I just have to find, I just have to remember where I have the PDF saved. So listeners, the reason I'm laughing is because I thought. You know, usually we're like, oh, we have a table for that. To figure out what animal he is, is a beast book. We're going to use the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle monster creator that we used to make Pelter. No, we're just going to roll on a type of animal. We're not necessarily no, going to. I know, but still. <laughs> this table has brought us so much trouble in the past. Yes. All right. <laughs> Aaron. Yes. Give me, give me, let's figure out what this animal is. Give me a D100 for the type of animal. All right. I rolled a six. <laughs> a six is an urban animal. Okay. It's going to be a fucking rat or something. What are the options? It's like rat, mouse, dog. Dog, cat, mouse, rat, 
pet rodent, such as a guinea pig or hamster, a squirrel, sparrow, pigeon, pet bird, like a parakeet or a budgie, bat, turtle, frog, or monkey. So there's a... Okay. The last one, (laughs) I mean, my mother owned a monkey when she was a kid for like a week, but it wasn't a good scene. Um, All right. But I got to roll. Give me a D hundred. I didn't get a, I go another one. Okay. Yeah. 59. 59 is a pet rodent, a guinea pig or hamster. Fuck yes. Okay. Cause it's like small and tunnely. Yeah. Big snout. Oh, he's a, he's a cutie. So is he a guinea pig or a hamster? I kind of like guinea pig. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Which one is the one with the big fluffy nose? Like which one is the little, is the squat little ball? Uh, Google will tell me. Yeah, I'm thinking of guinea pig. He's a little, he's a, he's a little guinea pig. So he's a guinea pig. Okay, so Bureau Smazoni is an ancient guinea pig that lives atop a top no, but on the side of. Because actually, you know what? No, this feels right because I'm looking at pictures of guinea pigs right now. Yeah, and I can picture one of them just being very wise. Oh, there's no question. I look in those eyes, and they're so large just, and reflective yes. that I'm like, yes. Give yes, to me yes, yes. your most precious treasure, <laughs> and I will recreate your memory with a paint. Like, look at that face! God <laughs> oh, damn it! Yep, this is good. This what is good. Does he, I gotta say, what does he wear? I'm looking at one that's dressed like Oliver Twist right now, just from a basic Google image, and that's not what I want. But no, he's just like I a think... painter, or is it like, you know, is he mystical, where it's like robes and a wizard hat? Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's what I'm thinking. You said he was a soldier. So do we think he's wearing... Okay. Suit a plate. Because <laughs> what I was originally going to say, and I kind of... I do think I want to go, like, in the soldier direction. Yes. I was originally going to say he wears what is essentially a bad artist's Halloween costume. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> So, God. like, a beret. I dig it. So he's just, like, where's fucking Waldo? He's got a beret. He's got a military jacket. That okay. he wears like open, right? Of course. Those the fantasy equivalent of like a ca- of like a camo jacket. So like a military dress uniform. Okay, I dig it. From Arthur's from the Iron Hill like the Knights of the of the, the Knights of the Round. Okay, can I can I pitch you something then? Yes. He in the past, what he doesn't know, I think the one piece that's missing, right? That he just can't mm-hmm. remember is that he was, like, the artist for Arthurian Iron Hill. Oh, like he, I love that. He painted portraits of the city, of Arthur, of, you know, him and Jeremy. Like, he was the guy. Like, all those French paintings that were, like, I put in quotation marks, commissioned. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he's, like, the Michelangelo of Iron Hill. But he doesn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. Because all he can remember is the part where he was called to serve... And he was a soldier, but he can't go back to the point where he was, like, you know, painting pictures of Trick Smallman. Yeah, and I think that the beauty of it is... Now, let me ask you. There's there's two options, and this is not a why-not-both situation. Okay. Do, do Does everyone else know? Or does no... Or, or was it under, like, a pen name so no one knows? What, that who he was? Like, who drew these... These magnificent art pieces. I don't know, honestly, because the idea of having some people know who he is, right? Because we said, like, in beast folk culture, right, the way to remember something, like, you can't just be told. You Mm -hmm. need, like, a reflections artifact to kind of, like, unlock it. You need, like, a token of that time. So if that were the case, someone would just bring him an old painting and it would be, like, zap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I don't think anyone knows. Maybe he used a pen name. I think it was under a pen name. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. He he was a different person then. He was using a pen name. He was young. Yeah. He was kind of uh, he was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to want to be an artist forever. Oh, but he was living the dream. Oh, I, for sure. Here's my image of Bureau Smazzoni, by the way. Bureau Smazzoni is like a beautiful guinea pig beast person, right? Yep, right. Living in Iron Hill is just like buried in sex. Like I'm seeing like an like going to parties, living up the Iron Hill life, going out, party, party, party. Like truly like an artist. I'm thinking like yeah, yeah, yeah. East Village 1975, like New York. Right. Yeah. Like same, really same living picture, it yeah. up. Like nightlife type shit. So he's like a cool guy and he's like living it up in his youth. And these were like his wild years. And I like the fact that he can't remember them. <laughs> well, and I like the fact that like I also like the fact that he did, he had those wild years under a pen name. Yes. Because I kind of like the idea that he was like, I'm gonna, I think my picture of it is that like he did that and he said like, I'm gonna give myself a decade. Or like five, I'm gonna give myself like two years. Yeah. Though I guess in beast person, in beast folk terms, I'm gonna give like, myself yeah. like two hundred years of like a de- I'm gonna fucking. give myself like a decade and just <laughs> cut wild. And like he does this right, like he's under a pen name and he's like, it won't get back to me. Yes. And then he gets called off to service, and then he has these these other lives, and nobody remembers because it was under a different name, and he doesn't remember. And so, yeah, I think I kind of think that I like it being on it being something that he can never fully recapture. Yeah. And that nobody can like present to him. Yes. No one can memory. like call him on it. Like, this is who you used to be. Like, he's I think he's happy where he is now. Mm-hmm. And if he even were to remember, I don't think it would be like hurt him. It would just be like, oh, yeah. wow. Holy shit. That was fucking wild. What a. What a what a memory. All right, on to the next one. Yeah, like because also keep in mind, we know that he would eventually remember his entire life. He will yep. never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like he'll he doesn't how do you know if you remember everything? You can't. Right. So he just yeah. paints this mountain. You know, he he you know what I mean? It is like a giant crag reaching into the clouds that's just covered in thousands of colors Beautiful like swatches. Paint. Yeah. I love this tale of someone who's just trying to recapture themselves and helping mm-hmm. others re like read kind of relive uh moments in their lives through color. Like it's yeah, not through it's a really painting, it's just a color. It's just a it's it's a it's it's not a painting, it's just a part of one. Yeah, and people like I would say in museums, in homes, you have a Bureau Smazzoni picture. And it's just like, you know, you have a photograph of when you were married, and next to it you have a Bureau Smazzoni. That's the color that you, you know what I mean, that captures that as well. So people look at you after you got married, and you look to the right, and you're like, oh, I feel how wonderful you felt that day, and how loved and happy you were. I mentioned a watercolor brick. I love the idea that it is, like, a variety of paints. Yes. And a variety of, like, and, like, a million different styles of painting can come from it. Like you look at one and it's this beautiful watercolor landscape. You look at another and it's this very like Jackson Pollocky abstract piece. Oh, so I have a question. I thought it was just, he gives you a bucket of paint. Yeah. Does he make a painting? No, no, no. You take that painting and oh, you can go do with it as you will. You have to make it your fucking self. Duh. Yeah. I'm so dense. No, I don't think that's dense at all. I think like, that's, that's sort of the beauty of it. Is he gives you a? Is he gives you paint and then like you have to do it your damn self? That's what so you do beautiful. with it. What you do with it is like 
It's up to you. You could paint your fucking house to make everybody, like, when you ride by, go tell you to go fuck yourself. There are definitely houses that are painted. Some of them are, in fact, painted in the the time that my neighbors really annoyed me. So people <laughs> ride by and are like, oh, I was really annoying. I oh, suck. I- oh, I'm a bad neighbor, aren't I? Man, every time you <laughs> ride by, it's just like, hey, fuck you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and then there are some where it's like, hey, the time our community came together. And that's sort of like, you paint like... A, a communal building in that like you paint like the town chamber of commerce in that oh i'm and yes. suddenly everyone comes together and just feels a little more communal when they're in its presence okay can we then talk about locations that are painted with bureau smizoni paint yeah for sure because i'm thinking you and i were talking recently about purethra guild and i'm thinking that there would be some kind of memorial right after truth is founded to like I think so, the yeah. whole crisis thing and it's painted i think I think it's like a simple mural. It's just like, or a simple plaque or memorial that's of what? What would a, what would a memorial to like the I triumph like, of Purethra Guild be? It is, uh, it's the site where, it's the site where Mysterio rode into battle, oh, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's what it is. Okay, here's my, here's my pitch for what it is. You said plaque. Yeah. It is a very simple plaque. Mm-hmm. It, there's no imagery on it. It's just words. But the letters are carved into this stone tablet or this marble tablet. Yeah. And they're painted with like a goldish paint. Yes. And when you read the letters, like that memory, that memory comes flushing back. Yeah. You feel inspired to like make a change and really go for what you believe in. Yeah. It's that very simple, very simple, very small. Here's a detail as we talk about this that I'm falling in love with. Yeah. You can make a thing and have like a bunch of paint left. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I was thinking, like, if I had a sword, the hilt would be painted with that to, like, you know what I mean? Like, lift the spirits of my allies. But if if he's giving you a comically large paint bucket, you you could paint the hilt of your sword and have so much paint left. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could just do, you can go fucking crazy with it. So, I kind of love the visual that, like, people all across fantasy just have have that old sitcom bucket of paint in their house and it's really really meaningful to them but it's also just like yeah it's the paint i keep in the garage it's um... (laughs) it's like a bottle of wine that you get as a gift that you never fucking open (laughs) and like they use it anybody that seeks out bureau uses it for this beautiful like piece of art but then also like two years later they're like cleaning out their garage they're all right ah i got my foot oh i kicked the paint i kicked the paint can I kicked the paint can. Oh, it's the color. It's the color of my first child. It's the color of the birth of my first child. It's so beautiful, but it's a really pain in my ass right now. Start weeping in the garage. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, whatever, I, we haven't never decided if there's like a castle that Big Jeremy lives in. I like to think of it as like a house. It's a, It's definitely, I feel like we've talked about his cottage before. We have never, I don't think in an episode. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I think we're definitely in agreement that he lives in, like, a very plain cottage on a lake. Yes. Is it where Arthur lived? Um, I would say no. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think he has I think he has his own place. I think yes. Arthur definitely lived in it. Arthur lived in a castle. Can I tell you that Arthur's castle was painted to uh, reflect the feeling that Arthur got when he heard the funniest joke he ever heard in his life? So, like, yes. that every resident of Iron Hill or visitor of Iron Hill, when they look up at this grand castle... Remember to like never take anything too seriously, even a grand castle. And just like chuckle and yeah, just like, like <laughs> has a little bit of like, Meh. and like no one, here's, 
here's an added detail of magic. Mm-hmm. Literally, no one knows the joke. <laughs> no one has oh, yeah. any idea what the joke was. You just feel that feeling. You just feel that feeling of like, oh, that was a really good joke. Like, and that's that why, was good. And that's the beautiful part of it being paint because it is, it's open for interpretation. It's just like if I look at someone's wedding painting, I just feel a feeling and I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I feel the love that you felt. And they're like, oh, you know, the, the love, I was feeling it. I was feeling like a genuine, I was feeling the compassion of all my friends, like, you know, beaming onto me actually. So yeah. like, it's interesting that you feel that. It conjures a feeling in you, but it might be entirely different than the feeling that they're feeling. Yeah. Or that they commit, that that that, that they went to Bureau to seek out. I dig this. This is good. Yeah. And I, I really, oh, I love it. I love it so much. That's really good. Do you want to roll on tables for Bureau Smazoni's background? Yeah, absolutely. Let's roll on some tables. I love that there's this painted mountain that he lives on. Just oh, trying the painted to mountain's beautiful. Piece together his, not piece together, but just like, you know, just remember it just paints the story. It paints the story of a life. It yes. paints. It paints the story of of who he was once upon a time. It paints a thousand different lifetimes. It's so cool. Do it. So let's roll on some D and D tables. Do it. All right. I've got just the right uh, background for it. The guild artisan background from the Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. Perfect. <clears throat> I would give you a D six. Yes. Yeah, give me a D8 for personality trait. D8. I can never... Re- this is like our 70th... Like well, 70th D8 the- is the... They are all D6 except for that D8. Okay, okay. And then D8, I always go, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I edit it out, which I won't this time, so that everybody knows that I still... It's like... This is like literally the 75th episode or something, and I still can't find a D8 right away. I'm not a real gamer. Four. I'm full of witty aphorisms and have a proverb for every occasion. I mean, yeah, he's, I think, okay. I think he does offer you cute, adorable wisdom, like, about your, because he knows you. And I, and I think he's very long-winded about it. Oh, absolutely. He's all by himself. But I'm saying, (laughs) I'm not saying he's lonely, but there are a lot of customers, at least, like, one or two a day. But he always, I mean, you know, he's lived a life and he's known so many different people and painted and like crafted their life experience paint. Uh, So I think like that he's like, oh, I know a situation just like yours. There was a young gnome that came in here. You're like, holy shit. Oh, and there's a beautiful, there's two, there's two details about this that I love and I want to share with you. Okay. One is it perfectly reflects like the plants that he's chosen for your paint, right? Yes. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I p- oh, oh yeah. Oh, I know that. You, you, yeah, of course. I picked. That's why I picked out this beautiful, beautiful uh, sunflower. It's trust, and it comes from it comes from the loveliest old woman. She wanted to commemorate when she opened up her uh, she opened up her butcher shop. She came to me with these sunflowers that were planted outside. They blow. They blossomed on the day of her rib, and he just tells you like. Six of these stories. <laughs> I love it so much. And then the other half of that is, what did I say the common wisdom was when dealing with uh, Bureau Smazoni? I don't remember. You just gotta wait. <laughs> I was gonna. Th- I was waiting to make a joke. I swear. <laughs> I was gonna say. So that definitely means that there's like. You know when you're like at a coffee shop or something, there's always like just a small uncomfortable bench. Yeah, right, right, right. You just sit there and you may wait 15 minutes. You may wait 15 hours. Yeah. Just in a waiting room. You like, might wait. You might wait two days. And well, just like, is there music? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
There is no music. There is what I will say is that there is uh there's food pro- no, 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 there's not food. They no. tell you there's they hard tell candy. you just- there's a jar of there's a there's a small thing of <laughs> Werther's originals. They tell you to bring food. Yeah. Like they because the common wisdom is you're just gonna have to wait. And so they're like, you might want to like pack a couple Wait, days' so rations. Who is this? We is it like fantasy Yelp? <laughs> <laughs> fantasy Yelp is like, yo, I sat there for. I know some people on this website are saying two minutes. I was legit there for forty eight hours, and I did not bring anything. There is no bathroom. I was so hungry. <laughs> There's no bathroom. You ask him like, hey, uh, do you have a bathroom? He's like, oh, uh, there isn't a bathroom because he really doesn't want you to shit in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're getting a little antsy. Let me tell you about a time I got a little antsy. No, no, no. Just get back to work. Just get, just go back into your tunnels. Like, <laughs> no, if you no, say no. Any- <laughs> I got, I got time. I got to share this story it's like, with this you. It's is, a good story. This is the giving you. you. You walk in. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, here's you make the transaction. All right, so I'll be right back. Walks back into the cavern. <laughs> you wait for 12 hours. You're there for like, it's been like an hour and you go like, geez, to yourself. He comes back out and goes, what did you say? And then you're like, oh, all I said was geez. Well, now I got to start all over again. You're like, no. Uh, I, start over. <laughs> I will also, if you look out the window of the office, there's no view. It's just the side of a mountain that's not painted. So like, it's not like you can enjoy the sights. It's just terrible. <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> You just gotta wait. Just gotta wait. Just gotta wait. <laughs> There's a sign that says, "Please be patient." <laughs> Please be patient. We are under renovation. There's a lot of like bad, like hang in there, baby type posters and stuff like that. Like it's very cute, but like to the point. Can I, can I add a detail? Of course, now that God, you mentioned yes. there are there are terrible posters. Yes, there are paintings on the wall that Burel has painted, <laughs> and they're not good. <laughs> But they're also not made with, like, the magical paint, no. so you feel nothing when you see them, and it just is, like, a bad painting of a bowl of fruit. And you're and like, you're that's a like, shame. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's, those are, those are limes. That's perfectly, a perfectly functional bowl of limes. But if you ask about them, oh, be Oh, prepared. the story that you're gonna get. Oh, about this, like, but it is, they're all still lives. They're all just pictures of balls of fruit, like a picture of like a loaf of bread. Just a hat. <laughs> just a picture of a hat. And they're like, oh, it's a nice hat. <gasps> oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about that hat. And you're like, oh, no, he hasn't even gone into the tunnel yet. I've been here for three hours. <laughs> Please be patient. He was filling out he was filling out a guest book. It required so much information. It, I, I kind of figured it would just be like my name and what I showed up, but like he just keeps writing in this, this guest book. People who don't do their research, who don't know that all you need to brew is bring like some ingredients, bring like an item of yours, they're like, okay, so what I'm thinking is like they tell this long-winded story to a uh, bureau, like, oh, I want something blue that captures my wedding. Meanwhile, it doesn't matter to him, but he's going to listen and let you talk. So you may talk to him for like two hours about the depth of this painting you're going to make. He's like, that sounds great, but I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to give you what I give great. you. I'm going to make you a nice, a nice green. <laughs> That's not what I asked for. Mm. All right. Be I'll right, be back in be a right couple back. hours. Shuffles away. Did we decide what he wears? Um. Yeah, he wears an army jacket. And a beret. And a beret. Okay. Uh, I think he wears sunglasses. 
<laughs> why? I love it, but why? Like tiny sunglasses on the bridge Ooh, of his nose. Okay, so like Elton John sunglasses. Yeah. Like blue ones. Does yeah. he wear shoes or pants? Um I will say I wanna say yes. I wanna say he wears like uh like culottes. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, but does he wear shoes? No shoes. Okay. Just, he's got paws. <laughs> okay, gotta check. All right, so that's the All next right. table. Give me a D six for an ideal. All right, we talked about we talked about that personality trait for ten minutes. Hey man, you know this is the a, story comes whatever. where it comes. Yeah, the story's gonna come when it comes. I'm so, you everybody. just you just gotta wait. <laughs> you just gotta wait. Hey, this is a Bureau Smazoni original, so go fuck yourself. Four turtle on my six sided animal D six dice for anyone who hasn't listened to the show before. Um. We okay, okay. We could actually work with this. All right, what you got? Let me let me ride this out. Let me let me pitch you what this is. Okay, for greed, I'm only in it for the money. Now, hear me out. Okay, we will not ruin him, listeners. We will not actually <laughs> no, no, make no. this about money. No, I have I have something. Okay, he it's all about those plants and those memories. Oh, like, absolutely. It's, it's like he gives you something really special and personable about it, but like. This is his way of advancing his masterpiece. Yeah, like, he, he doesn't, like, want those things. He needs them to continue to paint the mountain. Yeah, this is just, it's a living. This is his job. Yeah. like And he's very good at it. And he requires a payment. Yeah. Like, it's a commissioned piece. And, like, he needs what you have. This isn't some old man who's like, oh, I'll just take any old buttons or, you know, a thimble no, as asked, payment. I'm like, I need some fucking super rare plants that mean something he's to you. He's very, and he's very specific. He's very professional. I mean, he'll he'll tell you a long-winded story, but, like, if you give him a payment, he'll give you a product. Oh, he will make yeah. sure you get that product. Yeah, absolutely. Please be patient because, like, he takes this very seriously. It's not yeah. like that he's just walking slow. It's like this is, like, deep magic that only he can do. So please take time. Yeah, this is my this is my job. Yeah. Do you think I do this for fun? This is my job. Yeah. I'm very good at it. But, like, I wouldn't be doing this if, if like, I wasn't getting something in return. Exactly. So yeah, he's kind of greedy about it. I kind, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not necessarily greedy. It says he knows the value of his work, and yeah. the work of his the mountain painting is worth more than whatever fucking paint you're he's given you. Yeah, for sure. All right, give me a d six for a bond. Boom. Two fish. I created a great work for someone and then found them unworthy to receive it. I'm still looking for someone worthy. Hmm. That okay is interesting. I think I've got something for it. Okay. I think he made paint for... He he made... He had a transaction. Okay. They gave him... Someone came to him once, gave him a piece of... Gave him, like, a, a very simple prompt. Like, uh, I, I was hoping to get some paint made to commemorate my 25th birthday. Okay. He made this paint. And in looking at it, it, like, conjured... A memory that was so powerful for him, he, like, could not give them the paint. Ooh. Like a bad thing? It could be. Yeah. It could be that it was literally, he saw it, and he it, like, inspired, like, anger in him, and, like, fury. And he was like, I can't give this out. Like, I don't know what you did on your birthday, but I can't give you paint to allow you to relive it, and to allow you to make other people relive it. I love that. And so, like, he just holds on to it. And there may come a day where he needs it, and there may not. But he he gave the person back their plants 
He said, like, uh, I don't think it's going to work. I dig it. I, I took a walk <laughs> in the caves. I didn't have anything. Can I pitch you a way stupider one to go along with yes. that? Yes, please do. So, someone we haven't mentioned in a long time, but who is incredibly popular in the world of fantasy. Yeah. So, when Mama Cat was yep. painting the uh, Chuck E. Cheese playhouse, like the ball pit, basically. Right. I think she's like, you know, because this is like a big dramatic thing, like going to uh, Bureau Smazzoni. I don't think Mama Cat really like gave a shit, but was like, hey, I need <laughs> paint. You're the paint guy, right? Yeah, I, I need paint. And it's like, I wanted to capture, like, I don't know, the first time you bit into pizza. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I don't fucking care. It's for the kid area. Because, like, Mama Cat's, like, pretty chill. Like, just, you know, it's just like, all right, cool, whatever. And Bureau Smazzoni took that so seriously that he's like, I can't give this to you if you're not going to take this seriously. <laughs> like, the there is paint that exists out there that captures the first time you bit into pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that magical feeling of being a child and tasting pizza. But he's like, you don't... T-. like." He's like, Mama Cat's sitting in the chair, just like, you know, all spread out. Like, just sprawled out. Like, oh my God, that took like 10 hours. By the way, I am channeling my father right now as if my dad were in this scenario being like, could that take... Oh my God, that took so long. So it's like, what do you mean? Like, it's just pain about fucking pizza, Bureau. And he's like, you don't... <laughs> You don't deserve this. What? I've been sitting here for like 48 hours. You can give me that motherfucking pain. It's like, I, I can't. You He's are like, not worthy of this pain. How did you even you made a mighty quest to get to my to get to my shop and you're gonna you're gonna treat it so flippantly? I'm a monster hunter. Yeah. It's not difficult. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. Like there are stairs. All the the living mushrooms tried to tried to eat me. I hunt monsters. It's what I do. I'm good at it. Well, I'm good at my job, too, and my job is not yelling at people. (laughs) (laughs) The cat just left. Fuck this. All right. That's why, like, the pizza room and, like, the the ball pit of, like, the the flagship Mama Cat and Corby's is just not painted. It's, like, unfinished (laughs) plywood walls. They're like, what is it? Yeah, it's a design element. It's rustic. Corby is like, it's a design element. (laughs) When really, Mama Cat just left. (laughs) Whatever pizza or something, yeah, just just get it done. Here's here's a slice of a pizza from our restaurant. Does this mean something to you? I mean, like it did, but it's just pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him a slice of pizza. Here's the plant. <laughs> Slap, <laughs> splats down on the table. What? I don't know. There's some basil and oregano in there, I think. But uh, can you make this the first taste of pizza? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Oh, what's next? Give me a D6 for a vlog. <laughs> Four turtle. Four turtle. I'm never fa- I'm bleh. Four. I'm never satisfied with what I have. I always want more. Oh, it's perfect. That that's perfect. that sums up the mountain per- exactly. The perfect the perfect closing note. It's that that mountain will never be done. No. And like generations of people. I think he he's not so much myth as it is like you know how when, like, a window washer or, like, somebody's painting a mural, they have that little chair that, like, slides? Yep. You know what I'm talking about? That's, like, the most terrifying thing to imagine being on that washes windows. Yep. I think, like, you people can see him from, like, hundreds of miles away. Yep. And, like, people see him and they're like, look, that is dedication to craft. He's, like, an artistic symbol in fantasy. Yeah, for sure. I love that. He's, like, the muse, like, the artistic spirit of the world because it's, like, this guy has been doing this for eons. 
You know, my father's yep. been watching him and his father and his mother. You know, generations of people have seen Bureau Smazzoni painting this mountain. And it's like a lesson to be like, you're never done. You know, the work is never finished. Can I, I, I have, so there's there's a specific uh, closing beat that I want okay. to give you. Sure. And I want to end on, like, this is a good beat to end on. We said that, like, he lived, he did not remember being an artist, right? Yes. And that he lived all these other lives. He was a, he was a soldier. He, like, probably just spent time drifting, mm-hmm. you know, like, he did a million different things. Yeah. I think there came a time where he wasn't really doing anything. Maybe he was just, like, like couch surfing or something. Yeah. Like, he was, maybe he was just, like, working, I don't know, at a warehouse. Like, he was moving boxes. Yeah. And one night, and he was, like, he had that sense of unfulfillment when you're not doing the thing that you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And one night, he, you know, got home from the warehouse packed up his things, went to bed, woke up, and there's this beautiful shade of yellow that makes him remember the time that he woke up and there was a small translucent young man oh. sitting in the window. Oh. And they talked for a while and they realized that like he couldn't remember things about like where he was and what he did and as much as as much as he tried to tell his story to this kid, he couldn't. And he could tell he as he was talking to this young man, he told all of these different stories, right? Like he told all of these stories from his friends. But like when it came back to him, he was like, I don't really remember that. And at the end of it, the young man just said, well, maybe you should help other people tell their stories. Works for me. Oh, the magic. And he faded away. The magic of Barney Bargus strikes again. I love that we actually have myths in this goddamn show. That like Barney Bargus, of course, would be a reoccurring theme. He's like inspired hundreds and thousands of people yeah and so in his own way barney vargas has inspired all these other people because he helped inspire the paints of Bureau smazzoni oh my god what a good episode this turned out to be oh my god and we were like let's just do something stupid this is the magic of all my fantasy children baby now my fantasy children um real quick can you bring up a dice roller for me like a th- I sure can. can you put it at 31 like a d31 i sure can because i want to know what bureau smazzoni's birthday is with my month dice 31 all set yeah okay give me what's your roll i rolled one all right so the first of july 1st his birthday's coming up birthday's coming up all right that's all i, I kind of wanted to add that in <laughs> All right, I love that. Okay, so yes, that's a wrap on this episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. Thank you so much, James Malloy from Stop, Hack, and Roll and Protean City Comics. Yes, thank you so much for your prompt. Uh, there's This one was sent to us in a very unique way in the term of a paint names bot, um, you know, with a picture that said Bureau Smazzoni. And if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there's a lot of fun and easy, easy ways you can do it. So don't be scared. There sure are. Uh, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Uh, you can also post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord, Or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com and use the content submission form. Yeah, we have all our episodes there and a super easy form that you fill out and it sends the prompt right to our email. Uh, while you're hanging out and talk- thinking about AMFC... We have a special episode coming out in July. It's Samuel Gord's second birthday. It sure is. Uh, we've been doing this show. Man, we've been doing this show for almost two years. I know it's maddening. I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 it's, I can't 
It's, a, it's got a lot of emotion there. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. So uh, what we would love for you to do is to uh, tweet at us or post them to our Discord or email us your questions. We want to do a question and answer episode like we did with our first uh, first Ham Gord's first birthday. So uh, send us your questions about the show, about us, about anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about like lore and stuff. It can be about like me or Jeff or anything like that. If everybody who listens to this episode sends a question, we will have more than enough to go around and choose great ones from. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a great episode. And I'm really excited about recording it. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, you can consider leaving us a nice <laughs> iTunes review, a social media shout out or a word of mouth recommendation. Uh, those all help new people find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Yes, and if you'd like to become a backer of our show, check out patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Consider becoming a backer and giving us that much-needed financial love that helps us also do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you love Jeff a whole lot, and who doesn't, Jeff has a second podcast that you should be listening to. I sure do. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with my friends for a two-player game. We have some laughs, maybe a few tears, and a really good time. Episodes drop weekly at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom. And uh, if you like your fake games of the video variety, you can check out Aaron on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mounthollyhero. Yes. Uh, I play games. I edit this episode. I'm going to be editing this episode live on Twitch for you people to watch and get like a peek behind the curtain as to what makes an episode. And like when I write simple music and do that on the stream, you know, come and hang out and chat with me while I yeah. grind away. It's a very good time. I hang out there a lot and just shit post. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Feel free to come in and shit post. Um, verbal hug this week. Ah, uh, verbal hug. Hmm. Do you got anything? I got one. Okay. Your story, your story is special and unique and part, but part of what makes it so special is that there are parts of it that are not unique. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. There are things in your experiences, however personal and, 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 and particular they are, there are universal elements that by sharing them by sharing your story and by sharing who you are and what you love and who you love and what you've been through and all the things that you've seen and done there are parts of those stories that are powerful and universal that other people will relate to and so by sharing those stories you not only give of yourself and not only boost yourself by reliving the the things that matter to you that you choose to relive you also help other people by giving that bridge of commonality between two people, right? And by sharing an experience of, oh, I also relate to that. Yeah. I, I remember that moment as well. It's very important. I don't know. Making Anytime you can make a connection to someone that improves both scenarios and both people's lives, I think it's important yeah. to make that connection. I agree. I really agree. And I think... Like, I think... And that's why I, I it's a, such a recurring theme in verbal hugs and in the show is like... Share your story. If no one else, then share it with us because those stories are universal and, and wonderful. And there's that element of we're all in this together. Yeah. It's like the biggest reason why the show has become what it is, ours, is because Jeff and I were just like, let's just tell fun stories, you know? And like there's bits and pieces of us scattered into all the characters. And like it's very therapeutic. Yeah, I love it. It's what, it's what makes the show so special. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That was a very good verbal hug. That was a good verbal hug. Good episode. Very good episode. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. So until next time, good night, night and good, good game. game.